The Reinvent You podcast is designed to provide tangible advice that will help transform those who have experienced a divorce or a breakup into rediscovering their voice, regaining their power, and obtaining their freedom by focusing on mindset, emotions, finances, health, faith, love, parenting, and building meaningful relationships. These weekly talks are designed to assist individuals to become the best version of themselves in their personal lives, families, and professional environment. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining. What is up, good people, and welcome to episode three of the Reinvent You podcast. I am Tanya Carter, your host, and thank you so much for joining me today. um, You know, what really was on my heart was really talking about getting your life together after a divorce. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because we are in 2020. This is a, a new decade. I mean, today is the 22nd of January. We are all we're already past the midway mark of January. And I know many people make these resolutions. But I'm, I'm not a big resolution person. Um, I'm, I'm not the person to really make resolutions. But I do believe in lifelong changes. Because the reality is, is people make all these resolutions. But by even January or mid-February, they're already done. About 80% of people fall through or don't fall through, I'm sorry, on the resolutions that they set for themselves. And so... One thing that I know about getting your life together is something that I believe we have all thought about or maybe even verbally expressed. And I know for me, I have said this religiously. I'd be like, girl, I need to get my life together. I need to get my life together. And I want us to get a little bit more deeper about what that means, because before you know it, you can find yourself saying it and look up and it's the end of 2020 and you really didn't see much of your life changing or evolving. And I want to ask you a question because this is important. I want you to ask yourself when you say I need to get my life together. What do you think this looks like for you? You know, what does it mean to you? What do you think you need to do? And the the reason why this matters is because we can say a lot of things, but we don't we don't get a little bit more detail on what we mean when we say I need to get my life together. I'm going to go over. I want to go over a few things on what getting your life together really looks like, because when I got my aha moment of me really getting my life together, I had to make some internal changes about myself in order to have anything get produced from an external standpoint. One thing about me, I'm I'm an advocate of looking within um, because that's where it starts. It does start with you. These are a few things that I did that I really want to share with you today because it's important to know that if you really, really want your 2020 to look different, you have to do something differently. Okay. So if if you are, you know, if you got access to a pen and some paper, write it down. If not, hopefully just keep a a mental note of it or just come back and re-listen to it. Okay, because it's also good to re-listen to things a few times for it to really sink in so it can, you know, really make sense for you. Um, the first thing that I think you need to do 
or I know you need to do is you really need to choose yourself um, as a coach. I do, you know, discovery calls with clients to just see where they are and what services that I can provide for them. And one of the things that I find um, that's the common denominator in all these calls. And, and when I and when I say this is that every lady is a, a different person. Um, they don't know each other, but they, they still struggle with this same thing. And, and that's the inability to make themselves the priority. Um, and, and, and to be honest with you, this is the process before the process. You know, I don't know if you ever heard trust the process. Right. And, and I believe in that. But before that process even starts, you got to choose yourself. Like you have to make yourself the priority because if not, you will always become the option. Because one thing about this life that we all live, it's yours. In other words, it's your life. And so when we look up the word your, right, that means it belongs to you. So like this is your life. So th this life belongs to you. So if it's your life, then why aren't you choosing yourself to make that happen? Um, the reason why this is that's an important question for you to ask is because we can easily allow other people to have that much power over our lives to believe that we don't have the power to do what is required of us to get our life together. And, and th to be honest with you, getting your life together will be impossible to do because it involves you. So in other words, if you're not choosing yourself, getting your life together would be impossible to do. It, it, it won't even be able to happen because the reality is you are the participant. You know, because again, this is your life. You are the participant. You are the star. You are the CEO. Like your life is your brand and you are the CEO of you. And so we typically can easily define getting our life together as being that everything around us has to shift first meaning that everything from the external needs to change like i need for this person to change i need this job to change i need my finances to change i need all of this to change in order for me to be the change and we have to be the person to actually take the shift so instead of looking for everything around you to shift. I want you to start looking within and ask yourself, what shift do I need to make? Because it has to come from you. Like it has to come from you and not to you. A lot of us believe sometimes things have to come to us first in order for the shift to take place. But in order for the shift to take place, it technically has to come from you first. Like one thing I've learned in this life, this is a lesson that I learned. Um, or, you know, one thing I've learned about myself, I would say, is that anything that's mine, right? One thing I realized is that no one will take care of it like me. Like, think about it. Think about something that you may have loaned someone and they returned it back to you, but it wasn't returned back to you in the same condition as they got it. And you want to know why? Because they don't value it. Because they didn't pay for it. They didn't they didn't have the level of respect that you do because you went out and worked for it, whereas they just borrowed it from you. Like people don't value what's not theirs. So when it comes to your life, you, you have to look at your life in the same manner. Like no one's going to like respect your life on a level that you don't even respect your life on. And so in order to get your life together, 
you have to choose yourself to do so. Like you really have to get this in your in your mental, in your subconscious mind that no one is going to look out for your life like you. I'm not saying no one cares. I'm not telling you that no one has your best interest at heart. That's not true because I believe that we all know someone who really cares about us. But when it comes to something that belongs to you as your life, no one's going to respect that like you because it's your life. Okay. Choosing yourself is about control or about power. Let me say that because, it, you know, sometimes control can be used in a manipulative way. And that's not what I mean. When, when, when I mean by choosing yourself, I mean, you're, you're gaining your power back because sometimes we've given control over to others. Like we've, we've given them that level of power over our lives on a level that we haven't even given ourselves. When I'm on these calls with, with potential clients, the reality is, is that many are at their rock bottom. They're hurt, they're suffering, and they're just extremely lost as to what to do because they've given up their personal rights to their life. Okay. And when I say personal rights, I mean their power. I mean their personal freedom, them emptying their cup. In other words, they're not the priority. They've never been and they don't know how. And, and what I mean by that is that we can often um, place everyone first from when we were married, our spouse, our, our children, um, our friends, you know, because some of us um, believe that we got to take care of everybody else. And what ends up happening is that when you do that, you have absolutely nothing to give to you, which is why when you come to me, you really are at your rock bottom. And so when you tell somebody to choose themselves, they honestly don't know how to do that. And it's not as easy as it sounds, especially if you've never done it before. Because let me explain something what happens when you choose yourself. Choosing yourself comes with a cost. Like it does, like it's going to cost you something like to gain a better life. You got to be willing to deal with the consequences that comes with that. OK, like it comes with a cost of even feeling guilty, because if you're a person that never really told anyone, no, if you've never really set the boundary, if you've always been that people pleaser, then that means that you got to you got to stop doing that if you want to choose yourself. See, that's the cost that some people aren't willing to give up because being liked has become more of the priority than you choosing yourself. Choosing yourself comes with the cost of understanding or being okay with the fact that everybody around you won't get the journey that you're about to take. You know, oftentimes we believe that when we take this new journey that everybody is going to hurrah us and, you know, be happy for us, you know, but a lot of the, sometimes that may not be the case. And, and the reason why it can hurt so bad, because it can be the people that are the most close to you. But Again, this, this is your journey. Remember when I said it's your life, it's your life. So when it's your life, you, you got to be okay with the fact that everybody just ain't going to get this and realize that this is about, this is for you. Like you, you have to do this for you. So it involves a level of being selfish, but selfish in a way so you can become self-full. 
So you can show up for other people, but not to where it's hurting you. Okay. Choosing yourself comes with the cost of maybe losing some friendships. Okay. Like, you know, you may end up losing some friends. You might end up not being, not talking to people as much as you used to. And sometimes we'll rather not end that friendship. We'll, we'll, because again, it goes into being liked. It's, it goes into people pleasing. And I'm going to be honest with you. If you actually lose a friend because you are trying to be better, you might want to ask yourself, was it really a true friendship? Because this this might hurt some people's feelings, but some of the reality is, is that we, we build relationships on dysfunction. And when you are trying to live a, 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 a better life, then the dysfunction that you had in that relationship is no longer there because you're not the same person anymore because you're, you're detoxing, you're rebuilding, you're reinventing yourself. You, you could be around people that may be thinking you're acting funny when in reality you're not. You just, you just want to be a better you. However, if you don't choose you, then you'll always find yourself staying um, close to a friendship that was really never a friendship. It was just based off a season of dysfunction. And so I want you to ask yourself this question. Am I willing to choose myself despite of what it may cost me? Because here's, here's the thing about it costing you. It's going to cost you something, but you're also going to gain a lot too. You're going to gain your freedom. You're going to gain your power. You're going to see things in a different perspective that you didn't see before. You are... You're going to make yourself a priority. You're going to be able to set boundaries. You're going to see your life further than where you currently are. You're able to embrace meaningful and healthy relationships. You start to get to the core of who you really are. You stop pretending. You stop wearing the mask. And you are okay with showing up to the world and being your authentic self. And I mean, I can go on and on. But if that's the reward or if those are even some of the rewards, because it's really unlimited on what the re- on what the rewards are. If those are going to be the rewards, wouldn't it be worth it? OK, and I want you to ask yourself that. OK, that's the first thing. The first thing is you must choose yourself. You have to make yourself the priority. The second thing when it comes to getting your life together after a divorce or a breakup is that you, you can't make any excuses. When I talked about choosing yourself. Choosing yourself involves making no excuses, meaning that you have to do what you need to do. Because when you say things like I need to get my life together, this also means I need to get my life together by any means necessary. Meaning that I'm willing to do what I need to do no matter what it takes. Like you got to have of whatever it takes attitude. You must create the whatever it takes mindset. Here's the thing about excuses. Okay, like, and I have to include myself in this too, because, you know, this was, this was me too. This was me as well. We believe that certain things aren't considered an excuse. Like I used to think that certain things were just valid. Like, well, I have kids or I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I have this going on and that going on. My life is such a mess right now. You know, all those things, those are excuses. Because as a coach, 
when people tell me those things, I believe that you're just not as ready as you think you are. Because let me let me break this down. Okay, because this isn't about getting on people or being mean to people. This is just about honesty and truth. There will always be an excuse for anything. There will always be one. There will there will always be a reason as to why you can't do something. Because the reality is something's going to happen, especially when you are on or you want to travel a journey of betterment. It's crazy because sometimes we can have this vision of believing that because I want to start a better journey, everything's going to just be perfectly aligned for me to start. And it's not. It's just not. Everything is going to purposely happen just to see how serious you are about traveling this new journey you know traveling this new journey isn't saying you're free from problems it doesn't say you're free from struggles it doesn't say that nothing is never going to happen again okay that's that's not how it works but this is when you have to pick what makes sense for you because you got to look at where you are now and you need to look at what's been happening and ask yourself is this really working and am I willing to take the risk of taking the journey unknown. And when you're willing to take the risk of the journey unknown, you cannot have an excuse as to why. Like, cause when we are taking a journey or when we want to take the journey, we want to, but then that's when the mind starts telling you, you can't, or it's going to trick you into believing that doing this doesn't make sense. And so what ends up happening is that you tell yourself a story that's not even true, which causes you to stay paralyzed the way you are and you make up an excuse as to why you can't. And so when you tell me why you can't do something, I'm going to tell you why you can. Because for every problem, for every problem, there's a solution, period. Like, let me give you guys a story. I, I, um, I used to be 240 pounds. Okay, I used to be 240 pounds. And when I lost the weight, I lost a total of 80 pounds. When I lost the weight, it it wasn't the perfect time. I didn't wait for the perfect time to lose weight. I knew I needed to because I was an emotional eater. I was eating just because it was there. and And I stepped on that scale and I needed to make a decision. I needed to make a decision. I wasn't working. I had lost my job. My my marriage was pretty much over, you know, um, and it wasn't the best season of my life emotionally. But and I could have used that as an excuse. Right. I could have been like, you know what? This isn't the time because I lost my job and I'm going through, a, a you know, a divorce and you will have some people that can maybe co-sign on your excuses too. And so I couldn't come up with the reasons on why I couldn't. I needed to come up the up on the reasons as to why I could. And I made it work. I did what I needed to do to lose the weight. And so when you when you come up with excuses, when you come up with reasons as to why you can't, I want you to come up with a solid reason on why this is necessary. Because in order to take this journey, in order to get your life together, you're going to have to become an effective problem solver. 
Because I'm telling you, you're going to come up with a reason. You're going to you're going to come up with a reason as to why you can't. But I want you to become that problem solver and say, why can't I? I want when you run into that roadblock where you don't have the solution. I need for you to go into a mindset of becoming a effective problem solver as a mom. I, I made no excuses on what my kids needed. Now, mind you, when I say needed, not want, but need, because there's a difference between our needs and our wants. I needed to get my life together. I didn't want to get my life together. Say, I want you to think about that. Say, I need to get my life together. Meaning that I can't go without this. This is something I need in order to live a better life. So when my kids needed things, there was no excuses on that. I did what I needed to do to make sure they had what they need. And so I had to put that same level of effort into myself. I had to give myself no excuses. And so I want to ask you a question. What has been your excuses? I want you to ask yourself, like, really, what has been your excuse? If you got to write them down so you can really look at them, do what's necessary. But I want, but for all those excuses that you listed as to why you can't, I want you to ask yourself why I need to and what can I do to start? Because the goal is to start where you are. This isn't about looking at what other people are doing and how they're able to do what it is they need to do. Because we do live in a world where, you know, social media can be a big distraction. And it can be a huge comparison trap for many. And we'll start looking at what someone else is doing. And we believe because we or we'll sit here and say, well, I don't have what they have. It doesn't matter. When we start just focusing on our lane, meaning that your lane, your journey, your life. And look at what you have and ask yourself, what can I do so that I make no more excuses as to why I'm not getting my life together. The third thing, the third thing that you must do um, when it comes to getting your life together after a divorce or a breakup is that you got to be proactive. You, you must be proactive. I mean, you, you, you have to move, meaning that moving is mandatory. And when I say move, that means you need to move your feet. One thing that I see in, in people who want more for their lives sometimes forget that they must do more in order to have more <laughs> in their lives if that makes sense um I know motivation is is great like I don't I don't knock motivation I think motivation is a great thing I think is is good to um, mentally, motivate yourself but I'm gonna be honest with you guys is that there are just some days where I'm just not motivated but I still have to do what I need to do I mean that's the reality um sometimes we think we have to have maybe this high level energy in order to move um or this this you know this high before we move right Because we'll listen to, we can listen to podcasts, we can read books, we can listen to videos, we might read people live, see things on social media, 
and develop a level of motivation. But then nothing happens after that feeling of motivation. Okay. Like one thing I've learned about just being motivated is that it's not a replacement for the actual implementation. Like there's a work component that must be put in in order to see a transformation. Okay. Um, When it comes to moving, when it comes to um, being proactive, is that you have to remove your feelings out of it. Because how many times have you found yourself saying, I don't feel like it? Um, As a coach, one thing that I really, really tap into when I work with my clients is to understand their feelings and realize that, yeah, your feelings may be right at the moment or real. I'm sorry. Your feelings may be real, but that doesn't mean they're always right. And so what ends up happening is that you could make a permanent decision of not moving on a temporary feeling that you currently have. Sometimes we can often move when it only feels right or when we're in some kind of a good mood. And feelings are not a good way to measure how you execute. They're not. They're just not. Um, I had a, a previous client um, who I took on about a year ago. And she went through a program that I, I worked with her for about 12 weeks. And I did a follow up on her maybe about a month or so ago just to see how she was doing. And she told me, she said, you know, Miss Tanya, I got to admit, I really didn't think that this was going to work. And one thing that I have to encourage all of you, whoever's listening, is to understand this. You have to give it time to work. Like when you plant a seed, it's not going to harvest the next day. You have to water it. You have to continuously nurture that seed so it can produce a fruitful harvest is no different than you executing. And and so what she realized is that she needed to just give it time, but give it time with work. And with that execution, she, she saw a lot of things change in her life because her execution started to compound. That's the thing about moving forward is that it compounds over time when you keep moving, you know, when you keep doing what is required for you and see here's the thing I'm not telling you to do a whole bunch of things if this is new for you and and you're like I just feel like I got so much I need to move on right like we're looking at everything and we're trying to fix everything at one time and that can get extremely overwhelming and what that does it causes you to get stagnant and so when you're new into this I don't recommend you changing a whole lot this is what I this is what I recommend you do I recommend you doing one thing consistently, okay? Because this isn't about doing a whole bunch of things. It's about taking just one thing and doing that one thing consistently. If it's saying, hey, I'm going to get up, uh, you know, 30 minutes earlier in the morning, do that consistently and see what it does for your life. If it's saying, hey, I'm going to stop eating lunch out at work, and just bring my own lunch. Just do that and, and see how that works. If it's, you know what, I'm going to work out for 15 minutes for six days a week. 
do that. If you know, the thing is, is that we want to create some level of healthy consistency in our lives. Remember, I said earlier that execution is compounded. So just think if you got up early for 30 minutes every single day for a month. Okay. Imagine how much money you could possibly save by not eating out for lunch every day. Understand that that type of stuff compounds and that is what yields results. Okay. Which is why we don't want to just say, I need to do like all, like I got 10 things I want to, you know, start doing. Don't do that. Um, what I find is that a lot of the time you, you may find yourself going really strong for maybe a week or maybe even two weeks. And then you stop because you're mentally, your brain isn't ready for that level of change. And so when you find yourself constantly doing that, you can easily get discouraged because you don't think that you can change. But I just want you to tell me, like, tell me this, like, if you want to tell me this, email me at um, info at tanyacarter.com and tell me what is this one thing that you are going to execute on? What is that one thing that you are going to do consistently? Um, one, another thing about executing, okay, another thing about executing and, and doing and being proactive is that sometimes I believe that it can be a challenge for many is because of where their focus is being placed. Like where your focus is being placed. Like there's a, a, a saying that says where your focus goes, your energy flows. So whatever it is that you're giving your focus on, that is where all your energy is being allocated towards. And so the more you think about what you need to do for you, the more you're willing or the more you're able to execute. So in other words, I want you to focus on what you honestly can control. Okay. Um, because when you're focusing on the things that you're unable to do anything about, you are not giving yourself the energy to place on the things that you can do something about. So we can often think about our past too much, our past circumstances. We can often think about our ex, you know, what they did, what they didn't do. Um, we can often think about what could have happened, what should have happened. Why did this happen? Like we, we, we find ourselves trying to come up with the why on, on why certain situations took place in our lives. And actually, you honestly don't really know the answer to or probably would never get the answer that you're looking for. And so I want you to ask yourself, because, again, we, we got to think about where our energy is being allocated. And when it comes to execution, you need all the energy that you have on the things that you need to move on. OK, so I want you to ask yourself this this question. Is this something I can I can control when you find your energy being placed on something where it's taken away from what it is you need to do? I want you to ask yourself, is this something I can control? Is this something that I can do something about now? Okay, because if not, don't fixate yourself on that. Don't fixate on anything that is out of your control, because the more you focus on those things that are out of your control, the less you're able to execute on what it is you can control. Okay, so I want to ask you 
What are you focusing on that is in the way of you executing? What is in your, what, what's in the way? What is the mental blockage? What What is the story you're telling yourself? Are, are you saying you can't do it? Are you saying you're not enough? Are you saying, man, it's just too much. So I might as well just stay where I'm at. Like that story that we're telling ourselves can make or break us. And I, I want you to take inventory on what's getting in the way of you executing. Okay. And so guys, that's what I wanted to talk about briefly today. Um, just getting your life together after a divorce. Like, you know, this, this is the season for rebuilding and it can be, it can be scary. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just the reality. Like, even though, you know, being here doesn't make sense. However, it also feels safe because this is what I know. I don't have to think about it, but you're doing yourself a disservice by staying somewhere that you don't belong. You know, life is, there's so much more life that needs to be lived and you have the opportunity to do so, but you won't be able to experience the fullness of what life can give you if you're staying somewhere that you've already outgrown. Okay, so I just want to encourage you to really take inventory on, on what it is that you need to do. Like, have you not chosen yourself? Like, do you do you know how to choose yourself? Do you have you found yourself making up a lot of excuses? Have you found yourself procrastinating on those things that you need to move on because maybe of the, the fear of the unknown? OK, and I want you to give that some serious thought. OK, so, guys, you know. I wanted to help you guys get started on this. And what I've learned in my journey is that nothing changed until I started to change my mind. That mind is a very powerful tool. It's one of your most powerful assets. And we could want to move forward, but our mind is still paralyzed to the past. So as I tell people, where your mind goes, you follow. Even if you don't want to go there, it's going to go because that is how powerful the mind is. I created a free guide that contains seven core affirmations that focuses on faith, mindset, emotions, health, finances, relationships, and purpose. Okay, because the truth is, is that the mind can be a battlefield. Okay, and, and we got to be armored up. Like we have to be armored up on purpose with with tools that can help us thrive because you know you can listen to something like you can listen to this podcast and be like yeah girl I'm ready I'm about to do it and then that mind starts to play tricks on you and tell you what you can't do and you start tapping into that you start listening to that and then you actually make it your beliefs that's that's your belief system and so when that's your belief system how are you able to move forward how are you able to choose yourself how are you able to come up with the reasons on why you need to move forward you know how are you able to move and be proactive on the things you need to do when your mind is telling you that you're not capable okay the link to download that guide will be in the notes and so download it and you'll get an email with the guide and I want you to read it meditate on it like don't read it one time and put it up like you have to meditate on this thing on on purpose morning noon and night if you got to put a a, a schedule on your calendar to remind yourself, then you have to do what you have to do. Remember, we got to go into the whatever it takes 
mindset because what happens is when you when you go into a whatever it takes mindset you're going to be willing to do what is required of you okay so make sure that you download that guide so that you can get access to it and um that's it guys that's all i wanted to share with you today oh and by the way make sure that you share this with somebody that you know remember make sure you you pass along the information and also if you're not following me on instagram or facebook you can find me at miss tanya speaks that's m-s-t-o-n-y-a-s-p-e-a-k-s okay guys thank you so much for joining me this week please have a wonderful and amazing day and i will see you next time